And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, Wednesday edition. We've got a lot going on on today's show. Another loss for the Islanders, their seventh in a row, but they do pick up a point, and there are some encouraging signs from this game. We'll break down the Islanders' shootout loss in Vancouver. Final score, 5-4 to four officially. We will also have our weekly farm report, plus a look back at a dominant game from Mike Bossy on this date in Islanders history, and a lot more. So plenty to talk about. If you want to join the conversation, you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, a question, uh, please send your name and where you're from along with your question, topic, or uh, comment. And the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. Okay, let's get started with this game. And for those of you who stayed up late enough to watch it, uh, great. Those of you who couldn't, who had to be up early for work, we will break it down for you right here. Islanders going with Simeon Varlamov in goal. Meanwhile, the Vancouver Canucks go with Thatcher Demko facing the Islanders for the first time. Scratches for the Islanders. Johnny Boychuk, he is skating, but still not ready for action after that scary 90-stitch uh, facial injury from the skate. Other Scratches, Michael Dalcole, Thomas Hickey, Ross Johnston, Otto Koivula, and Tom Cunackle. So that is the lineup that the Islanders had. Those are the scratches. And this game got off to a very, very fast start. Took the Islanders just a minute 36 in this game to get on the board. Josh Bailey with a long shot. That was deflected home by Andrew Ladd. Yes, Andrew Ladd, his first goal of the season in the NHL from Bailey and Nick Letty at 136. And just like that, the Islanders, it was just what the doctor ordered, a one to nothing lead and things looking up. But the lead lasts all of 21 seconds. And as much as the Islanders are aggressive and come out fighting their defense leaves a lot to be desired Adam Godet his 12th from Alexander Edler and Troy Stetcher at 157 the puck just trickling in behind Varlamov and just like that 
the lead is gone and the game is all even at one to one and then it takes less than a minute for the Canucks to add to that lead XLA King Tyler Toffoli his 24th of the year from uh Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes at 241 and you know that early lead in 55 seconds it's gone in fact it's not only gone it's a two to one deficit and it seems like all the momentum is lost when all is said and done nice shot by Toffoli beating uh beating Varlamov high and basically Vancouver had two goals on their first two shots of this game now the Islanders to their credit played much more aggressive offensive hockey and they had a number of scoring chances in that first period Anders Lee a backhander that hit the post and then Demko covering up the rebound Islanders did get a couple of power play chances uh Vertanen playing with a broken stick he's off at 10:18 as he you know used his shattered stick to try to make a play can't do that and then the Islanders end up with a 37-second five-on-three when J.T. Miller slashing Anthony Beauvillier at 11:42, but the Islanders unable to do it. Three shots with the two-man advantage in just 37 seconds, but Demko comes up big, and then he makes another save on a one-time slap shot by Devon Tays with just about oh 12 seconds or so left on the power play Islanders unable to convert and they still trailed at that point by a score of two to one uh the Canucks had a power play when Ladd cross-checked Edler at 16:36, and the Canucks put a lot of pressure on leading up to that penalty but the Islanders do thankfully manage to kill it off and then in the final minute of the period 58.7 seconds left to be exact uh Eberly from in close his 16th from Barzal and Lee at again officially 1901 and that was a big big game a goal the top line has been playing better as of late they've been the only line really producing consistently during this losing streak and that goal evens things up at the end of the first period at 2-2. Two to two. Islanders out shooting the Canucks 18-14. to 14. And when was the last time the Islanders had 18 shots uh, overall in a period? That was a very, very big advantage for the Islanders. Just a confidence booster for an offense that has been struggling in recent weeks so and really all season long if you think about it so uh, a little bit of a relief there we're going to step aside when we come back we will discuss the second third periods and overtime plus we have this date in islanders history and our weekly farm report lots more to get to on the locked on islanders podcast If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
But you may not know that Locked On Islanders is a great way for you and your local business to reach passionate Islander fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Islanders fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated and has disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so just text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Alright, when the second period got underway, didn't take long for the Canucks to regain the lead. Zach McEwen, his fifth on a deflection of a shot by Alexander Edler at, at 2.14, the fifth goal for McEwen of the season, and uh, not a good situation uh, for the New York Islanders overall. And the other thing we noticed, Josh Bailey uh, missing a shift, did not come out for the second period uh, <clears throat> to continue, and Bailey ended up playing only four minutes in change overall in this game. Now, the Canucks had a couple of chances to add to the lead, uh, but hey, the post is a goaltender's best friend. Stetcher hits the post, and it was still 3-2. to two. Then Varlamov coming up big, making a stop on Mott on a very good quality chance. The Islanders had some chances as well in the second period. Uh, basically, Beauvillier with a stop. And Pajot had the rebound, but again, Demko, who had a very strong game, comes up big and keeps this hockey game at 3-2. to two. But the Islanders do get to even things up. And Brock Nelson, who scores from just outside the crease, his 25th from Brassard and Noah Dobson at 17 minutes, all even at 3-3. Three to three. But just like has happened way too often to the Islanders during this losing streak and, and, and in recent weeks, really, uh, as soon as they score the goal, they give it right back. Matthew Barzal off for cross-checking at 17.39 as he gets Stecker uh, with the cross-check. And 12 seconds later, Bo Horvat with the power play goal on this one and the assist to Toffoli and JT Miller. The time of the goal, 17.51. And again, any momentum you get from tying that hockey game, gone. And after 40 minutes, it's 4-3 to three in favor, again, of the Vancouver Canucks. Now, in the second period, it was more even overall in play. Canucks out-shooting the Islanders 14-11, to 11, and they led 4-3 after 40 minutes. So the Islanders know at this point their backs are up against the wall. 
They need to get some points. Again, Josh Bailey did not return. The Islanders, however, start to put on some pressure. And Gaudet with the penalty. He's called for slashing Bavillier at 2.30. And the Islanders manage to get it. Just two seconds after the power play officially ended, Brock Nelson deflects one in from the right post in close, right where you want him to be. Time of the goal, 4.32. Again, not a power play goal, but it really was a power play goal because, you know, two seconds after the power play expired, the puck never left the zone. Nelson is 26th from Bovillier and Brassard at 4.32, and we are even at 4-4. Now, give the Islanders credit for this. In that third period, they played with the right amount of desperation. This was a team we knew needed to get two points, and they certainly played it, uh, played that way throughout the game. Uh, out shooting Vancouver in that third period by a lopsided 16-5 to margin, but Demko kept the game tied and we headed into overtime. In the extra session, the Islanders again had the better chances. Demko, they tried to go five-hole a lot on Demko. He shut the door. And even though the Islanders outshot the Canucks 4-1 to one in overtime, we go to the shootout. Pedersen and Eberle each miss in the first round. But then in the second round, J.T. Miller of the Canucks with a nice angle, just gets one inside the far post, beats Varlamov. Matthew Barzal, his shot was stopped by Demko. Boser, he was stopped by Varlamov. And who does Barry Trotz turn to in this situation? Andrew Ladd with the game on the line. Look, Ladd, over the course of his career, roughly a 36% shootout player. But not exactly a guy who's been active and productive throughout this year. Maybe Trotz figured, hey, he has his first goal. His confidence is going to be a little higher. He is, again, over the course of his career, a goal scorer. But Ladd misses the goal entirely. And at the end of the day, the Islanders fall to the Canucks 5-4 to four in a shootout. Islanders get one point, and that is valuable. We said... They needed five points, well, minimum of four, but hopefully five or more points on this four-game road trip, so they at least pick up one. Meanwhile, the Islanders now 0-3-4 in their last seven games, and they are now 0-6-1 on the road uh, in their last seven. So not things just not looking up in that sense for the Islanders. Brock Nelson, two goals on the night. He now has a new career high in points. Derek Brassard had a pair of helpers, and uh, those were the multi-point players for the Islanders. Uh, as far as the plus-minus was concerned, Andrew Ladd, Noah Dobson, and Nick Letty, all plus-twos in this game. And, uh, again, in the face-off circle, Matthew Barzal, a terrible game, one 
out of eight face-offs won. Brock Nelson, 11 out of 21. J.G. Pajot, 13 out of 26. He was dead even in that uh, category. But Thatcher Demko, really the, the hero of this game, with 45 saves for the Canucks. Varlamov, meanwhile, uh, didn't play poorly. 30 saves, uh, but an 882 save percentage. And again, you know, can't fault him heavily on these goals because the chances that the Islanders gave up in this instance tended to be quality ones. And you you, you look at the shot chart and clearly uh, the Canucks didn't have as many shots as the Islanders, but they had a lot of quality opportunities, as did the Islanders, really, when you look at it. But, all, you know, all four Canucks goals and all four Islanders goals coming from down low. All four Islanders goals from the slot area just outside the crease. Three of the Canucks air uh, goals were down low just outside uh, the crease. Well, maybe one could be deep slot and one from left circle, but all of them quality scoring chances. So the Islanders fall again. And uh, folks, it ain't looking too, too pretty. Some good things to think about, though, with regard to this game. And the biggest one is the offense showed some real life. The number of shots on goal were good. Some of the locations of these shots were also good. The problem really was that when you ratchet up the offense, the defense suffers. And in this game, it ends up costing the Islanders. And every time the Islanders scored, it seems like they let up and let the Canucks get right back into the game, get a goal very quickly after the Islanders scored, happened in the first period, happened again in the second period, and it really takes the momentum out of your team. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we'll have this Dayton Islanders history, plus our weekly farm report. Lots more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to March 11, 1986 at the Nassau Coliseum. The Calgary Flames in town for this one. And uh, this is going to be a showdown. Reggie Lemelin in goal for the Flames. Kelly Rudy in between the pipes for the Islanders. Islanders get off to a fast start. Brian Trottier. His 33rd goal of the year from Mike Bossy at 17.49. And then 52 seconds later, Pat LaFontaine, his 25th from Dennis Potvin. And after 20 minutes, it was a 2-0 Islanders lead. Then the power play gets going. Tim Hunter off for roughing for Calgary, and Mike Bossy makes them pay. His 48th, just six seconds into the power play, Trottier and Tomas Janssen with the helpers and it's 3-0 Islanders. Then, with Paul Baxter off for tripping, Bossy gets another power play goal. His 49th, Dennis Potvin and Pat LaFontaine with the helpers. The goal comes at 7 minutes. 4-0 Islanders. Everything looks like it's on easy street. But, Steve Conroy off for tripping for the Islanders, and the Flames convert Joel Otto, his 19th, from Dan Quinn and Gary Suter, and it's 4-1. to 
But Bob Bourne scores at 1840 of the second period. Brent Sutter and Dwayne Sutter with the helpers. And the Islanders had a 5-1 lead after 40 minutes. Now, the Flames get back into it midway through this third period at 9.35. Hocken Lube, one of the great all-time names in NHL history, Hawken Lube, his 23rd from ex-Islander John Tinelli and Carrie Wilson. And it was now a 5-2 game, but Dennis Potvan scores his second of the game, his 18th of the season. Well, excuse me, his first of the game. He had a couple of helpers already. But his 18th goal of the season assists to Miko Makala and Greg Gilbert at 10-13. And then Bossy, his 50th and his third of the game for the hat trick from Richard Crom and Brian Trottier at 10:48, and the Islanders lead now 7-2. The Flames get a goal on the power play from Dan Quinn from Gary Suter and Al McGinnis at 14:29, and then Paul Baxter at 17:34, his fourth from Joel Otto, and all of a sudden it's a 7-4 Islanders lead. But Bossy, at 17:51, ices it with his 51st of the year, his fourth of the game from Trottier and Paul Boudelier, and the Islanders skate away with an 8-4 victory, five goals given up by Lemelin. Mike Vernon came on for the third period, gave up three more. For the Islanders, Bossy, four goals and an assist for a five-point night. Dennis Potvin, one goal, two assists. Brian Trottier, one goal, three assists. A lot of Islanders plus three in this game. Bossy, Paul Boudelier, Richard Crom, and uh, Brian Trottier and Ken Morrow, all plus three. Bossy had four goals in 10 shots. The Islanders as a team had 27. No other Islander had more than three. Rudy, by the way, making 32 saves to earn the victory. Islanders beating the Calgary Flames on this date in Islanders history, March the 11th, 1986. Final score at the Coliseum on this date was Islanders 8 and the Calgary Flames 4. All right, time for our weekly farm report. It was a busy week for the Sound Tigers, but not a bad week as they pick up uh, two wins in three games. They started off last weekend, Friday night, at the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Kiefer Bellows with two goals. That gives him 20 for the season, and he's the first member of the Sound Tigers to reach that mark. Uh, other goals, Colin McDonald, Oliver Wallstrom, Nick Pirog, and Robert Carpenter. Meanwhile, Christopher Gibson with 30 saves to earn the victory. Final score, 6-4 Sound Tigers over the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Then, Saturday, at the Scranton, uh, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, a 5-2 loss. Wallstrom and Seth Helligson with were the goal scorers for Bridgeport, but the Penguins in this one had three power play goals. Jakob Skarek made 28 saves in a losing effort for Bridgeport, but on Sunday, at home against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, a 6-5 shootout win. They overcome a three-goal deficit in the third period. Uh, 
Third period goals by Pirog, Terry Broadhurst, and Robert Carpenter. Other goals by Sebastian Ajo and Travis St. Denis. And then Broadhurst gets the winner in the shootout. So two wins in three games for the Sound Tigers, a successful weekend. Meanwhile, three games on tap this week, including tonight, uh, a Wednesday night home game against the Toronto Marlies, followed by uh, two more home games over the weekend, Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Hartford Wolfpack, uh, the Rangers farm team, and then Sunday, uh, March 15th, a 3 o'clock afternoon game at home against the Springfield Thunderbirds. So a busy week coming up, and uh, hopefully the Sound Tigers can continue to play well and, and rack up some points. They are still in eighth place right now in the AHL's Atlantic Division, but they are within six points of Lehigh Valley. And, you know, it would just be great if they could get out of eighth place, finish maybe seventh. Sixth is very far off, 13 points separating them from the Penguins. Uh, so let's let's just finish strong. You know, 20 games left, finish strong, and, uh, you know, let's hope that they show a little bit more positivity down the stretch. Meanwhile, look, Islander fans, you got your point. That was very, very important, and let's hope that they can build on that point and that the offense, which showed some real spark in this game, continues to play well for the Islanders. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, leave a five-star rating and a review for us on your podcatcher of choice. That helps other Islander fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. Uh, you know, when they do a search on their podcatcher, this show will come up. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the next game on this road trip and give you some more analysis of what the Islanders can do to end this disastrous road trip. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.